peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good I have been on quite a journey the past couple of days. I, I get into these moods or modes where I start studying through something, something that I've studied before and that I just haven't gone over in a while. And I've been going into some studies on the preservation of scripture just because there's been, I watch a lot of videos, there's a lot of channels I follow and this conversation has come up quite a bit. So Lord willing, and I don't know exactly when I'm going to have a special guest on my on my podcast. One of my good friends. I've known him uh, since I got saved. I met him was at 23 years ago. And he, as far as people that I know, he is probably one of the most knowledgeable people on this topic of the preservation of scripture. So I'm going to have him on and give him the floor and 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 let him talk go over that I I might you know interject here and there and just say some things but pretty much the show is going to be his because he has the knowledge he's studied this thing in depth I've studied but I know when I'm outside of my area of expertise as far as not that I'm an expert on anything but like I said this is just something that he's dedicated a lot of time to so I I felt that he would give this issue the 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 best look moving forward as far as talking about it. So that'll be coming up and I am looking forward to that. Like I said, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. He's doing some prep work. We're going to get together and, and work out, iron out those details. So anyway, we're getting back to the book of Acts and we're in Acts chapter five. So let's get into this. Okay. So I'll read because we left off uh, last time verse or chapter four. So I'll read verse 36 and 37 and then move on to uh, chapter five. And Hoseas, who uh, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it. And brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So everybody's coming together to take care of each other. And here's where you have one of the most, how can I put this? Not strange uh, occurrences in a Bible, but one of the most gripping. It, it almost, it's almost like this thing came out of nowhere. Now, we know it didn't literally come out of nowhere, but that's what it felt like when I first read this. And I was just like, wow. And it, it'll shock you. If you've never read through the book of Acts, you'll get to this portion and you'll be like, oh man, this was, this was pretty serious. So uh, it says in verse one, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife sold a possession. So now you got Ananias and Sapphira. They sold what they had and they, 
the the idea is they were going to do the same thing that Barnabas did. Or so you might have thought uh, in verse two, it says, and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, but brought uh, a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet. Now, that word privy means private uh, pertaining to some person exclusively. So they knew how much they sold this land for, but they didn't really disclose the amount they sold the land for to the apostles. So they kept back a certain amount. They said, we sold the land for this amount. Let's say it was uh, 10,000 shekels, whatever the price was back then. And so they told them, yeah, we sold the land for 10,000 shekels. When in actuality, they sold the land for 15,000 shekels. So they kept back a certain portion. So in that example, they would have kept back 5,000 and given them 10,000. So this is a lie. This is not the truth. They're bearing false witness of uh, what they sold. Uh, so in verse three. Uh, but Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Oh, man. So clearly uh, God gave Peter some sort of revelation uh, and gave him insight that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Or maybe there was another reason that Peter knew. Maybe you know, because we don't have all of the details uh, of everything that happened in the book of Acts. We get the part, the parts that God saw fit for us to have. So maybe Peter got word from somewhere else or someone else that they sold the land for a certain amount. Maybe it was just said in, in passing. Maybe uh, Peter knew of the people that bought the land from him. In any case, he knew this was a lie. And you know, notice what he said. He said, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? So it it's Peter's not necessarily going into him for lying to him. He's like, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? Now, think about it. We're all standing before God, right? That, that's who we stand for, stand before. So really and truly. If you're dealing with a brother or a sister, anybody for that matter, but if you're dealing with a brother or a sister in Christ and uh, there's some agreement you made and you lie to them, well, you're really you're lying to God. You know, this is wrong. And it's not like I said, not just a brother or sister in Christ, but anybody, you know, this is wrong. You know, this is not true. You know, you're you're defrauding this person in, in whatever way, whatever you're lying about. But you're really doing this to God because God knows your internals. Look, trust me, I, I've I've had my fair share of lies. I know we like to call them, oh, just a white lie. Oh, you know, I just held back some. If not, it was a lie. I, I, I've had to come to that conclusion in my own life. Uh, we like to sugarcoat things. Trust me, I understand. Uh, I like to sugarcoat things myself. But a lie is a lie. And that's what a lie is. And it's not going to be anything else. So he lied to the Holy Ghost. Of course, you know, standing before God, 
he had to know this thing wasn't going to be able to stay hidden. I mean, think about it. You see all the miracles that that's going on. You see all the ways in which God is working um, in the church in this, you know, this era right here. And you thought to yourself, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell them this thing when really this other thing is true. That was bold. Uh, in verse uh, verse four. Uh, whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? So he's like, yo, you like this was yours. You didn't like this belonged to you. What, what, what was the reason for this? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. He was telling them, yo, this was yours. Even look, he said, even after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? There was no obligation for Ananias and Sapphira to give this to the uh, to the apostles. There was there was no obligation. Furthermore, there was no obligation for them to give the entire amount. What is the issue here? They wanted to appear to uh, to sacrifice more or sacrifice as much as everyone else. That that is the reason they wanted to put on the facade of a big sacrifice, just like everyone else. That's my assumption. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just, you know, like I said, it's just what I think. OK, verse five and Ananias hearing these words fell down and gave up the ghost and great fear came on all them that heard these things. Now, we know if you go to the a book of Ecclesiastes, I think it's uh, chapter 12 and verse uh, chapter 12 and verse 14 or 13 it might be 13 that the Bible says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of men. There is a level of of fear we need to have before God. Now that's, that doesn't mean like terror, like you're cowering in the corner. I've talked about this before, but there's a legitimate, like, yo, I'm not just dealing with anyone. I'm not praying to an absentee God. This is God that created everything that holds everything together. And that has the power of judgment in his hand. Vengeance belongs to him. Yeah. So this is, you, this is not something you play around with lying to God, but this is what uh, Ananias did. And he dropped dead on the spot gone. Now, again, as Peter said, he did not have to give any of what he earned from selling this land to anyone. He, they could have easily just kept what they had and been fine with that, but that's not what he did. He lied about what he gained and yeah, this didn't, that, that didn't work out for him. Uh, and verse six and the young men arose, uh, wound him up and carried him out and buried him right there. That day he's carried away and buried. He did not even get to enjoy this money that he held back. Wow. Verse seven. And it was about a space of three hours after when his wife, uh, uh, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. So now 
Here comes Sapphira. She has no idea what happened. She doesn't know that her husband has died. Uh, and, and look, I tried to, in my mind, I was like, man, why did this happen in this way? And, and I don't know. Maybe there's something about him lying to the Holy Spirit that I do not quite understand, which is very possible. Uh, there's there's more than likely more to that uh, than meets the eye. I've never really delved into that too deeply. But th here's a thought I had. Could it be that in this situation, God is letting it be known for anybody that that has gotten it twisted and thinking that God has changed we know God doesn't change. The, the Bible has already stated this. He's showing people that, yes, yeah, sin is serious. I will deal with this. This is not a joke. That could be what's going on. But like I said, I'm, I'm sure there's something I'm missing and there's probably arguably more to this. But it may be that that's one of the things. As, as you see, fear fell upon everybody else like, yo, OK, yeah, we need to walk upright. This is not a joke. Okay, so verse 8. So three hours pass. Here comes Sapphira. She has no idea what happened. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. So really and truly, she had an opportunity right here to tell the truth. He was like, All right, tell me what you sold the land for. You sold it for this much? And she was like, Yes. That is the amount we sold it for. Ooh, this is not going to work on her behalf. Not going to be a good day for her. Uh, let's see, where am I? At? Mm, verse nine. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door. And shall carry thee out. Yo, God is showing the entire body of believers at this point. I will deal with sin. This will not go unnoticed. You will be dealt with. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in, found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband and verse 11 and great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things that as i said when i first read this account it was my first time going through the book of acts and and i, I believe before i read through the act the book of acts it was actually mentioned somewhere uh in a message and one of the messages I, I'd heard at church, but yo, this, it struck me. This was one of those things where I was like, yo, what? This is crazy. And had I learned a lesson from reading this versus, here's the thing that's funny. I read this. I remember this. It stuck in my head. And then when I had my own issues with sin, thinking that, It'll just, I don't know what I was thinking. I'll be honest with you. I, that You just don't think that's it. You just don't think sin really does. It's like a, it's like a mind warp. And when things fell apart 
I remember thinking about these verses and thinking about what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. Now, I thank God for his mercy because God, you know, whatever judgment God chose to, to, to delve out and however he chose and chooses to judge me, he is just and justified in doing so. And I thank God for his mercy. But we don't think about these things in in the course of our actions doing you know, whatever it is we do, whatever sin, insert whatever sin. But Ananias and Sapphira were a stark warning to the rest of the believers in the church at that time. They knew, okay, yeah, this is serious. God is not playing around. We definitely need to make sure we got our, our, our ship right and things are tightened up because God is definitely dealing with his people. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.